Welcome to the Geek Explorer Not Off-Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. And uh, this time, hopefully we don't uh, lose all the audio. Yeah, yeah. I, You know, I didn't even think to look up my notes from last week to see if there was anything worth bringing back to the table. I, I just sort of left it as it was. Yeah, it's super old at this point. Uh, you know, we already talked about it technically, so uh, <laughs> fuck it. We'll yeah. Just move on. Yeah. Uh, there's always new things happening. Yeah, this is this is the more transient podcast, you know, it's uh, a bit more topical. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you, you can't dwell in the past. No, fuck it. Um, so I'd like to lead off with with something depressing I learned recently. I, I In fact, I learned it before uh, we recorded our last episode, but I forgot to bring it to the table. So it's, well, it's, a, it's good. Yeah. Because the table got fucked. Yeah. Now it's fresh. Um. I learned that my seven-year-old daughter, who is a huge Batman and Ninja Turtles fan and, you know, would go to the comic shop with me. As they should. Yeah. As, as, a, as a good child does. I found out, I learned, she does not like comic books. Like at all? Apparently not. Like, she still likes that she has comic books, but she has no interest in going to the comic shop with me anymore. Like, to the point where, where I'm like, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go to the comic shop. She's like, no! Like, at, repulsed by it. Was there, like, too many, like, four-hour trips to the comic shop where she's just bored and you're browsing through comics? No, I, I never even go on, on long trips, especially not with her, because I, I know about her, uh, or a child's attention span. I don't yeah. even have the attention span for that. I go through a couple long boxes, and I'm fucking fed up. I want to get out of there. She did mention that comics are hard for her to read, which I understand. She's just barely reading as it is, and I think... uh you know, she's she's happy with her picture books. She still likes it when I read her comics and do voices and stuff, but... Well, maybe find her, like, a good... Uh, like a. Are there any good comics for her age group? For, like, her reading level? There has to be. Yeah, like some, like, like Ninja Turtle, but they're, like, more kid-focused. There's got to be, like, a kid-focused Ninja Turtle book out there, right? Yeah, yeah, and there there was, like... There's some books out there, like, like Tiny Titans and, like, Superman. There's this, uh, this creative team, like, Art Balthazar and... Oh, someone with the name Franco at the end. I can't remember. They, but they, they're they like a little creative team who've done a bunch of titles together that are more kid-friendly that, I don't know, maybe the uh, the text will be easier for her to read. I don't know, but it was a bummer, and now I have to plan my comic shop trips around that. I mean... I mean, she's a kid. You could just say, suck it up, we're going to the comic shop. Yeah, and which I have no problem doing. If, if it's something I need to do, she's not stopping me, but... But you don't want to drag her to the comic shop against her will and make her... Like build in a a, a hatred of yeah, comics. Yeah, I don't want her to you know? resent comics. Yeah, so you got to be careful with that one. Well, I guess as far as things we learned this week, uh, I learned something that I I kind of knew, but uh, I, I learned some new facts that made it uh, way more certain. I guess. Okay. And that is uh, like pterosaurs, you know, like uh, pterodactyls, and um, they're bigger. There were were fucking pterodons. Yeah, we're terrifying. Like they were like, I always imagined them as like, you know, big pelicans that like flew around and ate fish and like, you know, maybe like vultures, they'd like land and eat carrion and stuff. Yeah. But I guess there were some uh, newer studies that, you know, like they're bigger cousins, which I have no idea how to pronounce this because it's spelled really weird, but I'm guessing it's Azarkids or Azure kids, maybe it's A-Z-H-D. So I don't know how you pronounce A-Z-H-D. Yeah, Ashed. Arkids, yeah. like Ashed Arkids, maybe? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. But those things were fucking huge. They had like a wingspan of like almost 40 feet. 
Oh, that's a big old dino bird. Yeah, they are like the biggest flying thing around. And I, and I was reading an article about it that basically described them as flying death giraffes. Because <laughs> like body shape wise, turns out they spent a lot more time like walking on the ground so they could like walk right up to you and fuck you up. And uh, so if you imagine a giraffe yeah. with a eight foot long face beak and from where their feet touch the ground, giant, like the other, the giant, you know, the modified finger that is the rest of their wing going up. That's how fucking big they were. They could just like pick you up and toss you up in the air and swallow you like, you know, a, a bird swallows a fish. Damn. And uh, holy shit, they're fucking terrifying. That's yeah. huge. That's fucking massive. Yeah. When we no find idea. that time machine. I don't know if I want to go back there. Like, it'd be neat if I if I knew of a place where we could observe from a safe distance. But imagine you just, like, zapped yourself into the into dino times, and you're directly in front of one of those. And just eats you real quick. Yeah, just fucking, like, swallows you up in one bite. I mean, you don't get chewed to death. Maybe that's good. You, like, suffocate and get, like, digested to death. I don't know if that's better. Yeah, I don't know. They both suck. Yeah. I think there was one called, like, the Hadzigoteryx. That was in Europe that was like the biggest one had like a 39 up to 39 foot wingspan. And uh, it was like the apex predator in its area. Like there was just, just did fucking wreck shop could fly and was huge and uh, would eat like small sauropods and shit. Gross. So like little baby T-Rexes would just be lunch. Of course, I don't think T-Rex was around there, but like whatever the other sauropods <laughs> were. Yeah, I... I just kind of thought they were like things that like maybe like in Jurassic Park, they'd like peck at you or something. No, no, they'll just fucking swallow you. Yeah. So, uh. So the theory says. Yeah. I mean, they're big enough that they could swallow you. Yeah. Hopefully they just didn't want to. Yeah. Maybe they just, maybe they really enjoyed like taking one limb off at a time. <laughs> they just follow you around. They liked noisy screaming food. Yeah. <laughs> it's extra tasty when the, when the blood is squirting. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, news time. Yeah, news. Um, so yeah, I've got, I got a good sized list of stuff here. Oh shit. Here we go. We're in for the long haul. So, um, this wouldn't be an off topic debrief if we didn't kick it off with some DC news. Right? Yeah. DC. I've, wow. I do have a bunch of DC. You always do. <laughs> I've got a little bit. So, um, did you see the, uh, like the, the image they released for the new Aquaman King of Atlantis animated miniseries i haven't even heard of such a thing yeah i guess it's a three-part series coming out on hbo max um it, uh, that has something to do with Hawkman. it's not really clear what like the story or any of that is but they released a uh like a shot of like what the animation looks like and people kind of flipped out oh looking at it right here i can see why they would yeah it is definitely a uh i guess more whimsical take yeah it looks like fucking adventure time or yeah i thought the same thing or like or that thundercats roar show i never saw it because it looked like it was just teen titans go for thundercats yes and um i can take a little bit of teen titans go it it has its charm but i don't need another one and so i don't know if they're taking that attitude as well into the animation or if it's you know i would i think it would be awesome if it was like super serious and gritty and, <laughs> but that was the animation that they chose <laughs> that would be fun I, I i would be more likely to watch it if i heard that like people are getting murdered and blood spraying everything but it looks like that yeah <laughs> i mean that is interesting coming uh coming straight to hbo max because they they do have the option 
of going bigger and darker. I mean, I, yeah. I recently started watching Harley Quinn again uh, on season two because we we never finished the series. And like immediately I was reminded why that show is so beautiful and so adult. Yeah. Just blood and fucks and like everything but nudity. It's not a super gritty art style on Harley Quinn either. I mean, oh, it's, no. like if you didn't know the content, like it could be a kid's show. Like you wouldn't totally. think twice about it. It's fairly cartoony. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I'm I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of the Aquaman art style there. Yeah. No. Um, it's not really what I look for, but that doesn't mean I can't enjoy it still. Yeah. But uh, I'm not excited to see it, I guess. I'll put it that way. A lot of people seemed, on Twitter at least, seemed very upset about it. Of fucking like, course. Why does he look like this? He should look like this. And yeah. like posting other pictures of Aquaman. It's like... It's a new team. Let them do something creative, man. Yeah. It doesn't have to look like your favorite Aquaman. That's not how I would draw Aquaman. You're yeah. doing it wrong. So. Oh, fucking fans. They're the worst. Yeah. Except for ours. They're great. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw a fucking article headline saying that, like, internet fans are are trying to get Disney to cast uh, Lucy Lawless as Cara Dune going forward with uh with gina carano being out and just like fans are so fucking dumb like why in the world would you just go and like clearly i mean we're not going to talk about the controversy because that's too politically charged and that's not what we do um or at least i don't think so Eh. i don't have any i don't have anything really meaningful to say about it that hasn't been said already exactly so but like why in the world would they would they just try to recast the role like she's not that integral integral i can't remember. either one think, works. i've heard both i think yeah. they're both okay i think i think integral is is more commonly like british okay well they sound smart so yeah um but like i don't know i i don't think cara dune is that important to the show to where they need to you know draw attention to it she's a side character yeah i mean she played a decent role and she's she's okay but you know if she just didn't appear in the series moving forward don't think it'd really be that i i don't think it would necessarily suffer yeah it's There'd be fine people would be like whatever happened to her they, they could just make a mention like she she's went back to being a marshal she's just a marshal on that planet now and if we don't go to that planet you're not going to interact with yeah her, you know? it's a big galaxy rather than recasting her i don't think they should recast her yeah so like, lucy lawless is awesome but see, she's kind of old now if they want to throw lucy lawless into into the show as some badass female character yeah. please do but what a stupid idea recast Cara Dune with Lucy Lawless. Ugh. Sorry, fans. Ugh. Has she been in anything lately? Lucy Lawless? Uh, I, maybe. Last thing I remember seeing her in was Parks and Rec, and that's a decade ago now. Yeah, I remember she was in that Spartacus show. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think that's the last thing I, uh, the last memorable Yeah, I think that was even her. longer that ago, was than, ago. Uh, than Parks and Rec. Was it really? Yeah. In other DC news, we've got a casting announcement that I just came across yesterday. Um, it appears that uh, in the upcoming Flash movie, they've cast their Supergirl, uh, which is interesting because they've been off and on about, you know, whether they were going to do another Superman movie or if they were going to lead with Supergirl. Um, it seemed like the Supergirl talks had kind of cooled off, but I'm I'm curious what this means. But they've, uh, they've cast uh, Sasha. It's either Callie or Kaye. Because she is... Uh, no idea who that is. Yeah, she was on Young and the Restless. 
That's all. That's that all that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, um, she's a Latina, so I'm not sure if she pronounces her last name with the double L, you know, Y sound or not. I I saw like a red carpet reporter just call her Sasha Cali, so I'm like I I don't know because that guy could also be very wrong. But yeah, she might just be too polite to correct him. If, yeah, if he is wrong. Yeah, um, but she's gonna be playing Supergirl, which is interesting because I mean she's. She's not the traditional like turbo white blonde girl. So I'm really curious um, what they're, you know, what what they're going to do with the look of Supergirl. Is she still Superman's daughter? Daughter. Or not our sister or cousin? Cousin. Or shit? Yeah. Um, I imagine so. And there's no reason in the world why Superman has to have a blonde cousin. Superman's not blonde. Yeah. So it, it almost makes less sense. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I didn't even know Supergirl was going to be in Flash movie. Me either. So why not? Yeah. I mean, they're throwing two Batman in there. They might as well throw some other folks in. Mm-hmm. Cyborg's not in there anymore. Ray Fisher's done with DC while, while uh, Walter Hamada's around. Yeah, I, I imagine the folks at DC weren't too happy with him either. He kind of made a lot of stink. He raised a lot of cackles. From what I've, from what I've heard that's that's come out of that... It seems like it was a pretty important issue because all sorts of people are coming out talking oh. about Joss Whedon. Oh, yeah. No, he, I, I think he it sounds like he was right. Yeah. But, it, you know, it kind of gave a, a DC. It didn't give DC good press. Yeah. So I, I could see them wanting to make that go away. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of how right he was. Yeah. When you make powerful people look stupid or or bad. They have a tendency to make you go away. You know what? Let's start a petition to recast Cyborg with Lucy Lawless. <laughs> she could do it. She's, she's good. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't Cyborg be a 50-something woman? <laughs> <laughs> Just as long as they keep the, the, the <laughs> integrity of the character intact. <laughs> yeah, same backstory. You know, don't... Don't recast, recast Cyborg's father or anything. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just won't even question it. It'll just be a thing. Yeah. She's a college football player. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so I guess continuing on DC news. Yeah, this is going to be like a super DC episode. They all are. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I there's a couple of big things that come. And then, uh, I mean, your, your media diet, I think, is just very DC heavy. It always has been. You're a DC guy. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if the algorithms have have just oh, gone I'm, to that. I'm gone sure to they've that noticed space. your love for Superman and, and whatnot. <laughs> You're not coy about it. Justice League trailer, yeah, dropped. I mean, we got to talk about that regardless. So uh, it came out. Uh, possibly two versions came out. I don't know. Like I saw one, and then I went and watched like one of those. Uh, was it uh, Easter eggs? Yeah, the, yeah, by uh, awesome something. Emergency Awesome. Emergency Awesome. That's yeah. his the channel's name. Did his like Easter egg, you know, here's all the stuff that you might have missed in the trailer. And uh, it was a totally different trailer. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I was like, what the hell's going on here? I This isn't the same trailer that I watched just five minutes ago at all. Yeah, you showed me that trailer you watched and it was not the one I saw. Like the one I, I had seen was the one from the one that Emergency Awesome was talking about. So it was really weird. But it had... The new footage and stuff. So it, I don't know. It was bizarre. It had a totally different soundtrack and a bunch of different cuts. And uh, I don't know if it was a fan creation. They did a fucking good job mm -hmm. because they none of the, you know, like all the voiceovers and stuff didn't seem disturbed by having completely new music. And uh, so I don't know what the fuck it was. 
Yeah, that was weird. Still said HBO Max down in the corner with a little watermark. So I'm. They both look good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm in. We got uh, our first look at um, Granny Goodness, mm-hmm. which uh, she didn't look big enough. Like she just looked like a like a kind of bulky normal woman. She's all kind of blurry and in the background, so you don't get a good look at her. Yeah, she just looked like a warrior lady. Yeah. Look like a Lucy Lawless type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For all we know, it could be Lucy Lawless playing her. Yeah, she just bleached her hair and uh <laughs> But uh but yeah, I, she in my mind she should just be like built like like Andre the fucking giant essentially, yeah. except uh, uh an old lady. Like the Superman cartoon. Like that was granny goodness perfectly. Yeah. You do not want to steal the pie off of her windowsill. <laughs> she will fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that. March 18th. I mean, it's a Thursday, but I still plan on watching that in its entirety. Yeah, that's a dick move to release <laughs> that on a fucking Thursday. Like, oh, hey, a bunch of us have work. Most people have work on a Thursday. And now you want me to sit down and watch a four hour movie when I get home? I'm gonna. Otherwise, risk, risk spoilers for a few days until you can get time to watch it on the weekend. Like, that's, uh, I don't know. I don't like that. You know, originally it was going to be theaters and HBO Max, but I'm not sure if it's going to theaters at all anymore. But if it is, it would make sense that they'd put it out on a Thursday if they were going to do like a midnight release. Yeah, it's just standard movie night. Yeah, but... Press and the internet seems less willing to spoil stuff that's in the theater. Or or maybe they seem more willing to spoil the fuck out of stuff if it's on a streaming service because like you've got no reason why you shouldn't have seen this so i'm just gonna fucking put this headline up that ruins everything where i don't i don't feel like they did that as much when stuff was theatrical yeah that might be true so uh nowadays it's like oh wandavision has been out for seven hours who gives a fuck if you were asleep you should have seen it yeah what this big plot twist means with like a picture that gives it completely away yeah assholes but uh yeah I mean, I'll probably also watch it on Thursday unless I can't, in which case I will quarantine myself away from outside influences until I get a chance to watch it. Yeah. I mean, like I told you, if I if I don't get a chance to watch it on Thursday, I'm going to have to skip our D&D game on Friday to watch it because I'm watching it. Oh, and, and on Friday, then maybe I could send the kid over to my sister's place because it's rated R. My kid is not going to be watching that. Ugh. Keep going with DC news, get get through it, or do we do we take a break from it and circle back? I'm out of DC news, so what do you got? Um, you know what? Fuck it. Let's take a little break from DC. Okay. Um, speaking of theaters, uh, there's apparently a theater chain that is mostly on. Well, I I see they're doing it in America and South Korea, but in America it's mostly over towards the east. Like, uh, let me see, what was it like Kentucky and Tennessee and shit like that over there. Um, where they are renting out their theater screens to video gamers. I saw something briefly about that. It was like a, it was just a picture of a guy in a theater holding a controller and like said something about like rent a movie theater to play a video game. I did not click on it. That sounds cool. How much are they charging for it though? Uh, looks like they're they're booking screens for two hours at one hundred bucks or three hours for one fifty. Fifty bucks an hour to play a video game. I mean, it's kind of an experience. Like, I mean, you couldn't, I don't know if you could really hook up a Nintendo 64 to that, but imagine you could and playing Goldeneye on a fucking giant screen. I'd pay 50 bucks. Yeah. With four, with four friends yeah. or three friends. Or if you got 10 people to do it and you just cycle in and out. 
Uh, I mean, it's still like the, you're going to have to give up more time doing that, but, um, it's apparently Malco theaters and they've got, they've got locations in, uh, Arkansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Tennessee. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I'd pay 50 bucks an hour for it. Uh, if you had three friends together and you each paid, you know, your part, I guess it would be better. Like 150 bucks, you know, you're looking at 35 bucks each. Yeah. bucks each. Uh, it could be cool. You just have to pick a good game, like, you know, play some Gauntlet Legends or something. You know? <laughs> something where all four of you could play at the same time. Yeah. Um, Mario Kart. Left for Dead. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Fucking big ass surround sound. Oh, holy shit. Hearing yes. that boomer noise fucking deep in the bass from behind you. And I that would, would be pretty rad, actually. I would 100% do that. <laughs> uh, I, I would do that at least once, you know, ju- just to do it. It might only be a little shitty if you were in, like, the upper portion of the screen. Yeah. But uh, it'd be huge, so you'd probably be able to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't sit in the front row. Yeah. And you'd have that option, too. So I guess in uh, video game news, if we're talking about video games. Yeah, video games. Um, I'm going to kind of breeze through this fairly quickly, but uh, Nintendo Direct happened. I don't know if you saw any other thing out of that. I know nothing of that. Most of it is stuff I don't care about. I mean, like... We own a Switch now. My son got one for Christmas, and so it's 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 a cool little unit. Mm-hmm. But I'm not super invested in a lot of like you know, there's like Splatoon three is coming out. Eh, whatever. There seems to be many reboots or remasters coming out. Like they're remastering uh, Skyward Sword and Stubbs the Zombie, and uh, like a Ninja Gaiden collection, which is kind of kind of cool, I guess. All right, yeah. And like some, a bunch of DLC for Smash Brothers and Animal Crossing and stuff. You know, I don't care about a Mario skin pack for Animal Crossing at all. Yeah, no. I don't understand Animal Crossing at all. It's huge. Everybody loves it. It's like a chore simulator, I guess, if that's your thing. (laughs) You know, maybe it's a relaxing thing for a lot of people. Uh, There's some ports from other consoles, like Outer Wilds and Fall Guys are coming. Uh, But the the stuff that looked kind of interesting to me, there's uh, Square Enix is putting out a new tactical RPG, uh, you know, tentatively titled Project Triangle Strategy. I imagine that's not the actual name of the game, <laughs> but uh, it looks kind of cool. Like, I, I'm hoping it's, I couldn't tell if it was like a, like a Final Fantasy Tactics type yeah. game where you're very deep in the weeds as far as tactical combat goes. They're calling it a tactical RPG, so I'm hoping that's what it is because I fucking love Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, really? And, uh, oh yeah. Oh, I could not get into that. It's oh. not not for me. I I had Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and Advance 2 on my DS and yeah like I would spend like 15 minutes setting up my loadout getting everything ready. I mean like one match was like a 45 minute affair and I fucking loved every second. Of it. So, <laughs> so that looks like it could be cool. They're bringing back something called Famicom Detective Club, which was I guess a game from the original Famicom except okay. they, they did new voice acting like anime style cutscenes and and graphics. It's like a mystery-solving game, so it's the, and it's the same exact mysteries and scripts from the old Famicom game. Okay. So uh, it looked like it could be kind of cool, um, so maybe that's neat. And then the last one was uh, Star Wars Hunters, which gave no details whatsoever other than the description of a competitive, free-to-play online shooter from the makers of Farmville and Words Without Friends. Or Words with Friends, not Words Without <laughs> Friends. <laughs> Which just made me say, "What? Yeah, huh? Uh, they could have left that last part out. I like. I don't think they need to hype 
it's from the Farmville folks. That doesn't that doesn't build confidence in a competitive online shooter. Maybe they don't have me. any confidence in it, and they just want to set your expectations at the right level. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, not that they couldn't make a great game, uh, but dropping those names is uh, it does not build great confidence. Yeah. So it'd be like, hey, well, I'm, we're having a fancy dinner party. I got my buddy Oscar Meyer coming over to do the cooking. <laughs> like maybe Oscar Meyer was a great chef. I don't know. Yeah. But all, all I know for him for is like bologna and hot dogs. Yeah. Well, if we're talking about video games, there was uh, something released based on a video game this week. We got the uh, the Mortal Kombat trailer for the new movie coming out. They'd started yeah. with some uh, with some motion posters. And uh, sure enough, as as you do in the movie marketing business, you follow your posters up with a trailer. Yeah, there seemed to have been a lot of trailer stuff. Like we haven't covered much in the way of trailers. Like, I think the maybe movies are like rumbling to actually exist again. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they took a little break. They're like, oh wait a minute, this isn't three weeks to flatten the curve. No, and and even even the ones that did come out, they didn't necessarily. I didn't necessarily see any hyper trailers for them. So. Um, like I saw, I saw a thing on Amazon for a movie that came out last year called Iron Mask that nope. starred Jackie Chan fighting Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, like, I remember hearing that they I were in a movie together. That? Like, how did I not see a trailer for this? Yeah. But anyway, back to Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it looks cool. It looks a little cheesy, but uh, I, I don't think that bothers me at all. It looked uh, nice and gory too. They're like ripping people's arms off and yeah, fucking there, people up. There was there was one bit of gore in there that you know without spoiling in case people aren't watching trailers because they don't want they want spoilers but yeah there's gore in the mortal Kombat. Movie. yeah well they, they very explicitly showed you know a, a a a certain character getting uh getting some getting fucked up by sub-zero and i wish they hadn't because i think that would have been cool like a cool reveal in the movie um but yeah, yeah i guess i mean most I would imagine at least half of them are going to die. Hopefully. Because that's usually the way the Mortal Kombat fights end. Someone's very dead. Yeah, and, and this movie doesn't appear to have any like any big name stars in it. So no. there's there's not necessarily anyone that, that, you know There's no egos involved. Yeah, they didn't get locked down for a three picture deal. Yeah, I don't think I recognized anybody in this movie. Yeah. I feel like when like when they were talking about casting I feel like the person who's playing Liu Kang, whose name I do not know, was somebody from something. They're like, oh, this guy from this. I mean, I imagine most of them have acted before. Like, yeah, they're not but, just pulling people off the street and being like, hey, you want to be Sonya? Yeah, but they may as well be with this cast. But um, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm excited, but I'm definitely interested. I will want to watch it when it comes out, because if it's... If it's a bunch of characters from Mortal Kombat fighting each other and uh, killing the fuck out of each other, and they throw in some good fatalities and maybe a couple good one-liners, I'll be happy. That's really all I need. I'm not looking for, you know, some deep plot. Uh, you know, it's a Mortal Kombat game. A plot has gotten bigger in the more recent ones. Like, there is a storyline through mm -hmm. most of them, and they got, like, time travel and all kinds of shit worked out. Oh, shit. But, uh, yeah, whatever. I don't need it. It's everyone's getting called together. There's a fighting t tournament. It looks like it's a bit more than like the old Mortal Kombat movies where it was legitimately like, there's a fighting tournament. Come fight, die. Yeah. It looks like there's some sort of like the fate of the world or some weird something going on. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It has potential to be good. And it makes sense because Mortal Kombat 11 made a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. I almost bought that the other day. I saw it for sale for like 15 bucks used. Yeah. We were talking about doing a Mortal Kombat 
episode yeah. soon. And uh, if we do, I'm definitely buying MK11 because it's got the fucking Terminator in it. And it's got RoboCop. Rambo. It's got RoboCop. Oh, yeah. Rambo. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, now, technically, they're all they're all canon in the Mortal Kombat universe. So if this does well and they make a sequel. Put and, them and in the can, movie. Yeah, and they can get the licensing rights. They could have any one of those guys in the movie, and it makes sense. Yeah, Stallone did did the performance for Mortal Kombat 11, so please, do it. Did Peter Weller do the voice Peter of Peter Weller did do the voice of RoboCop. Shit. Yeah. No, like, they, they made it happen. Now, that would be a Mortal Kombat movie trailer that I would be pants soaking wet over. Yeah, that would be fucking cool. It would be a big, sticky mess. But they got to save that for the sequel. You got to kind of set up the universe. And I mean... Like I said, presumably they're going to kill off half of these characters, so they're not going to come back again. As long as they don't fucking Annihilation the sequel, then we'll be okay. Oh, they won't need to, because they'll have RoboCop. <laughs> In the trailer, there will be a Scorpion Sub-Zero fight. Oh, of course. So, you know, that had to happen, and it's going to happen, and uh, I like it. I didn't see Reptile anywhere. No. So maybe he'll be in the sequel. So, I don't know. I think cool. <laughs> that was the most, like, middle-of-the-road trailer discussion we've ever had in the world. It's just like, eh. It's a thing. It could be good. It's got people in it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of middle-of-the-road, lukewarm, not-sure-I-care trailers, Cruella came out. Oh, yeah. And uh, I have no idea what they're trying to do with that movie. Yeah, they're setting it up. 101 Dalmatians prequel. Find out why she is the way she is. Yeah, because it's it like like I I saw some people like comparing it to Joker, but it's not going to be anything like Joker. It's a fucking Disney movie. It's going to be PG-13. Oh, if they if they make it a rated R movie, I would be blown away. Yeah, no, it's going to be a PG descent into madness. Yeah, and what whatever the, that means. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> She's going to not listen to her parents. <laughs> it's so I'm not sure what they're trying to achieve or do with that movie. Make money. I mean, they're gonna they could they could do like you know turd the movie and it would still make money. It's fucking Disney. <laughs> I wish they would. <laughs> turd the motion picture. Yeah, there'd be kids out there dressing like turds for Halloween still, no matter how bad it was. <laughs> Speaking of women who like to wear black in media, yes. Netflix announced that the, uh, you know, they, they talked about Tim Burton doing an Adams family, uh, series. Well, it appears it's going to just be a series called Wednesday focusing on Wednesday Adams. It's being executive produced and show run show ran by, uh, Miles Miller and Alfred Goff, who, uh, the name, I know the names from Smallville. They were the creators of the Smallville okay. TV series. I think you were saying earlier, it's, it's when she was, she's still a kid. Yeah, it appears so. Let's see. In, in, the, in this article on uh, hookedonhorror.com, um, it says it's an eight-episode eight series titled Wednesday, described as a sleuthing, supernaturally infused mystery charting Wednesday Adams' years as a student at Nevermore Academy. And the series will follow Wednesday's attempts to master her emerging psychic ability thwart a monstrous killing spree that has terrorized the local town and solve the supernatural mystery that embroiled her parents 25 years ago, all while navigating her new and very tangled relationships. I don't know if I like that. Yeah. So first of all, why would she want to stop a murder spree? That's just completely <laughs> out of character. Yeah. If she was the cause of the murder spree, that might track a little bit better. Uh, supernatural abilities? Um... I guess. It's not really an Adams <laughs> Family thing. 
I mean, other than like maybe being able to deal with pain better, but I mean, like having psychic abilities, it was never a thing, right? No. Something about her parents 25 years before, like when her parents were younger, I'm assuming, if she's still a kid. Yeah. Maybe when they, when they first met and they were, they were young supernatural mystery hunters in this series. I don't know. Like fucking Scooby-Doo or some shit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, to be honest, when, what was the last good thing that Tim Burton did? I'm going to throw it out there. I know, I know he's got a lot of geek cred and he's got a lot of love out there for him but like really what was the last really good thing he did corpse bride i don't think that was even him i mean it, it was he executive produced it maybe didn't yeah he? it was him as much as Night, uh, nightmare before christmas was okay well I, I i guess i don't know even what the last thing he actually did was so are you looking for a specific answer here because i no. don't have it like the the last thing i can think of that was like an original property was like fucking big fish or something like he's been doing a bunch of Alice in Wonderlands and Dark Shadows and oh, shit. Yeah Alice, yeah, Alice in Wonderland was not good. Yeah, and he he did the sequel to that too. The uh, that one he did Dumbo. That one with Johnny Depp is the murderous barber guy. Yeah, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. That one was okay. Was it? I never saw it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as ridiculous as Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, like it, I I think Big Fish or his involvement with Corpse Bride was probably like. The last like original property he did. Adam's family is not an original property yeah. either. And and I don't think he's. I I haven't really loved anything he's he's done in a lot of years. It would be really interesting to see what he would do with a Batman movie these days. Uh, let's see. I pulled up IMDb. So yeah, yeah. The last really good thing on here, honestly, Mars Attacks. Yeah. Because that's, that's much better than Corpse Bride. Yeah. But that was like 19 fucking 96. <laughs> Man. That sucks. Way to bring the mood down, John. Well, no, I mean, what happened must have been after that whole fiasco with uh, trying to get Superman made, he never recovered from it. I mean, top of the IMDb director list is Beetlejuice 2 in the future in yeah. production. Yeah. So now you've made me really uh, unhelpful for that. Thanks, John. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> if, if Beetlejuice 2 happens, I will be the first person, or I will try to be the first person in the world to give them my money. I am so on board for a Beetlejuice 2, or if they did an Edward Scissorhands sequel, I'd totally go watch it. It probably wouldn't be great. Yeah, I, I bet it wouldn't. I don't think I'd be excited about that at all. Oh, man. Just the fact that they're doing it. I would want to see it. Where would you go from that? Like, that story kind of resolved itself just fine. I don't think it needs a sequel. Hey, you know, if if, if they were originally going to go Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian and, uh, you know, make Edward Scissorhands Goes Hawaiian. Could be very funny to see that guy in Hawaii. <laughs> okay, John. <laughs> I'll, I'll... You know you'd watch it. You wouldn't get excited by it, but you would watch it. As soon as it was free somewhere, I would <laughs> definitely watch it. You're right. Yeah, but it could be one of those things like Bill and Ted, you know, where it's just gestating for all these years, and then we finally get it, and it's glorious. Um, all right, so I guess uh, speaking of bringing back old franchises that we think would be cool, did you see that uh, uh, the the clip on um, – it was on Twitter, so I don't, I don't know if you did. I think Probably I shared not. it with you with, where Kevin Smith, like – did the reveal of the transformation music from the new uh, He-Man show? Oh shit! You did sh- uh, you did share that with me, but I was in a situation where I couldn't watch it. Oh, so you did? You haven't seen? I it. I have not seen it. It's pretty cool. I, I mean, it's good. It's from the guy that uh, 
he did like the intro to the walking dead and a whole bunch he's done a bunch of stuff uh bear mccreary is his name oh okay yeah i know the name yeah uh and it sounds cool so uh i mean it doesn't tell you much other than masters of the universe is progressing oh i want to see some stuff from that so bad i want to see that well the shitty thing was you could tell kevin smith well i guess it wasn't shitty because he's giving us some inside looks so that's cool but he was watching it like synced up with the transformation animation and i was like I want to see what he is seeing right now. Motherfucker. All I can do is hear it. Like you can see, he looked like he was about to cry. Like he's like tearing up. That, he's watching that motherfucker it. cries about everything. Yeah, I know. But uh, <laughs> I want to feel like that watching the same thing. Yeah. But uh, he's holding back on us, which I, I understand. Yeah, I'd I get do it. The same thing. Well, I'm going to circle back around to DC. We gave you your nice break there. Um, something I'm very, very extremely excited about after feeling so just dour about everything this entire episode. Sorry, folks. Like, I feel like I'm, like I'm making this a slog for everyone, but, uh, DC announced two new, uh, comic book titles that are going to be digital first and then come out in print. Um, they've had a, a comic series for Batman 66 running for a number of years. That's based on the Adam West TV series. They did um, some comics for Wonder Woman 77 based on the Linda, Linda Carter series, but they just announced that they are doing Superman 78 and Batman 89. Oh, that's that's right up your alley. I am so beyond fucking stoked for this. Like, th- this is the most stoked I've been for a new Superman and Batman title in years. Um, Have they shown off any of the art yet? Yes. Uh, Joe, Joe Quinones or Quinones. I, I don't know if he pronounced again with the, with the, the Latino pronunciation. Like I, I feel like his Instagram handle, like even spells it K W I like Quinones, even though it's spelled Q U I. Um, so I don't know how he pronounced his last name, but he, uh, he's done fan art for years on like Michael Keaton, Batman stuff. So he, him being the artist on this title is the perfect fit. And he's released a few uh, shots of like his process and his design and stuff. And, and one like official image with like the cape all spread out and shit. It looks fucking fantastic. I'm so stoked. Um, they've got Wilfredo Torres. Um, hey, I pronounced that one right on, uh, on the Superman 78. And he's another artist who um, like for his Instagram the last few years, sorry, for Inktober the last few years on Instagram. He does the entire month is Christopher Reeve Superman scenes, cool. like scenes from the movie and shit. So Superman's going to look like Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am I am fucking over the moon excited for both of these titles. Yes. And hopefully that leads. I mean, I've I've wanted fucking Warner Brothers animation to do an animated movie set in in those worlds. Like, why the fuck not? They already did a couple Adam West Batman uh, animated movies with Adam West and Burt Ward. Yeah, they even had Shatner doing Two-Face. That was pretty good. That is cool. Yeah. Um, you know, like, why the fuck not? Or a lot of a lot of fans have been calling for uh, for making the, uh, the Nicolas Cage, or you know, again, the Tim Burton Superman movie that didn't get made, making that into an animated movie and getting Nick Cage to voice it. He'd do it. Oh, he absolutely would do it. Oh, I would love to see that. You could probably pay him to do every voice in the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd want to see any of those projects, but Oh, that so. that uh that new Nicolas Cage movie, the uh the like the Five Nights at Freddy's adjacent yeah. one just came out. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, that trailer was so good. Yeah, apparently he says one word in the entire movie. Really? Yeah. 
It's yeah, called the fuck? Like, like, like in the trailer, they mentioned, like, you know, I respect a man a few words. Apparently they mean it. <laughs> what the fuck? So, uh, what the fuck? Oh, I definitely want to see it, though. Uh, it's like 20 bucks to rent right now because it's new. Uh, but, uh, barf. I may, I may rent it. I like Odin is super stoked about it. Yeah. Like it's the close, you know, it's the closest thing to a FNAF movie that they've got in existence right now. So he's in. Awesome. Um, you know, let me, I'm, I'm just going to cap off my, my DC news, um, with apparently reports are coming out that a group of investors, you know, that each have like, you know, 25 million to invest. Cause it, it's looking like it's going to be like a 300 to 500 million investment, are trying to buy the print arm for DC Comics from AT&T, AOL, Time Warner, whoever it is, AT&T. There's no way they're going to sell that. From industry insiders this time around, apparently there there are rumblings that AT&T is willing to do it because when AT&T bought the the whole company, like they see DC Comics print as sort of dead weight. You know, that's why oh, they've done yeah. all the house cleaning and shit and I'm I'm kind of curious. Absolutely, but they're not going to sell the IP to those characters off. That's it's way too valuable. There's no way that they they're going to sell off the rights to Superman. They well, might sell the print arm to somebody with a licensing agreement. Yes, and I and I believe variety, but I believe that's what they're talking about that that they would still control movie rights and all of that. It would just be comic book publishing. Well, and I imagine they would retain ownership of the IP itself. Probably. Like they would still retain yeah. ownership of Superman and Batman. Yeah. There's no way they're going to sell those off. Yeah. Because, I mean, they've talked about other companies licensing their characters and, and printing, like IDW prints, or I mean, uh, does some like Marvel books. There are yeah. some. Yeah. yeah. I could see a licensing agreement with another publisher, but I don't see, they're not, I mean, what what are you buying then? The right to print stuff under the the dc name and and because the licensing agreements are going to be you know part of your revenue and something in perpetuity it's not going to be a one-time sale so what what are you actually buying the dc print name i'm not really sure that that's super valuable with without the ip that goes along with it i mean that's where the re real value of dc is unless that comes like with all of their equipment and shit maybe i don't know yeah according to this article on bleedingcool.com um Apparently, the story is that a number of high-level rolling DC Comics fans are putting together a pitch to take over the publishing of DC Comics titles in perpetuity, while Warner Brothers retain the movie, TV, gaming, and merch rights. So, I don't know. I I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> we'll put you on the skeptic side of it. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, they're not going to want you doing whatever you want with their characters. They don't. You know, what if they're like, okay, we're going to put out this book, Batman, Pedophile of the Night. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> they're not gonna let you do that i mean they're just they're just being honest at that point <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> no, i'm just kidding there's, there's, whoa take it easy on me batman fans he's my second favorite hero of all times so i was just making a joke i mean there's, there's don't cancel me there's some evidence <laughs> <laughs> he's not making it easy on himself yeah yeah it's it is kind of a michael jackson situation where if somebody wants to say something you'd believe you, you might you might give it some credence oh boy where have I gone? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I guess that, that kind of wraps up news. I had a couple other things, but, uh, we're going really fucking long here already. And, uh, they're not that interesting. CD project red got hacked and, uh, it's kind of interesting. You can look that up. And, uh, 
people are really horny about Resident Evil 8's new antagonist. Oh, yeah. She's all over the place. Big hat, big boobs. And she's like nine feet tall. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. She's a a thick lady. (laughs) I guess we should move on to recommendations before we run out of time here. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, So uh, I've got a a few, actually. Um, And I think I'm just going to go quickly through them. So... Uh, Podcast-wise, I got turned on to a new podcast and listened to a few episodes, and I like it. Uh, It's called uh, The Beard Al Podcast. Oh, yeah. And they discuss beer and Weird Al. And it's like, okay, two great tastes that taste great together. (laughs) They they pick a beer that relates to the song that they're going to cover, and they cover the one song. And uh, I believe they are brother and sister, but uh, I'm not sure. I haven't heard it stated, but they, they both refer to the same person as mom. So that <laughs> leads me to believe there's something there. But yeah, they're funny and uh, it's entertaining and they do like a deep dive into the lyrics and some of the background and mm-hmm. make some funny jokes and drink some beers. And it's just a it's just a good time with two things that I like. Yeah. So uh, go check them out. Yeah. You mentioned that to me the other day and I downloaded an episode and I've yet to listen to it. I need to get around to that. We got something to look forward to now. Yeah. Um, I would like to recommend a uh, a comic book that this is going to tie into. We've got another creator corner episode coming out in at this point a couple days from now. You know, at the at the point of people hearing this, um, it is a comic called The Ignis Quadrant um, by uh, Evan Carruthers and Jezreel Rojales and uh, Miriam Yasser on the colors. It is a uh, space western comedy. And it is hilarious, and it's beautiful. And so uh, we're, we have Evan Carruthers on our Creator Corner episode coming out soon. And um, he talks all about it. And he's currently got a uh, Indiegogo campaign for issue number two uh, happening right now. So check out the Creator Corner episode and go check out his uh, his Indiegogo. You can get the the zero and one issue also. Yeah, I just backed the Indiegogo today. So I know, yeah. I'm stoked to see that shit. I've been meaning to do it, and I felt like an asshole when we were recording with him, and I couldn't actually say, like, oh, yes, I have backed this. Yeah, yeah like, I, fuck. I, I'd had it up on a Chrome tab for, like, two weeks now. Yeah. And uh, since I got the notification that it was coming out, because I backed the first one on Kickstarter. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's cool. I like where it's going so far, and I'm curious to see where it goes from there. Yeah, it's a fun book. And he, he's a, he is a fun dude, too. He's very on top of his shit. Yeah, yeah, makes me feel like a like yeah. a lazy asshole. <laughs> Something to aspire to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, the only other thing I got to recommend that I noted this week was a couple YouTubers that I've been watching a bunch of their shit over the last couple weeks. The first one is a guy named Joel Haver. Haver, maybe H A V E R. Uh, Not a Latin American pronunciation. I don't think so. He looks pretty <laughs> white. Um, he does like little two to five minute sketch comedy things. I guess he's been doing it for a long time, but he recently got into like, what got my attention, he got into like AI rotoscoped animation where he basically like films something and then like rotoscopes animation over the top of it. But he uses a computer program that, you know, he like draws the first one and then it kind of fills in all the blanks for nice. him. Nice. So he doesn't have to rotoscope every fucking frame on yeah. hand. And uh, it, he's got some funny shit. They're fun little short videos. Uh, you know, they're, they're not all gems, but there's enough diamonds in there that, uh, it is absolutely worth flipping through. I think the first one I saw was like, you know, first, you know, the first time you play an RPG or something, Uh Uh, it's pretty fucking good. I'll put a link to it in, uh, down below. 
And then the other one is a, is a, like a gaming YouTuber named uh, hobby one, four, seven H A B I. And, uh, he does a bunch of like some VR reviews and flat game stuff. And it's, it's very loose and friendly and, uh, he's a funny dude. And I, I've just found myself really enjoying his, his stuff and the way he makes the videos. I like the videos he produces. Yeah. I've been watching a shit ton of them. And, uh, since I like it, you should check it out. That's what a recommendation's for. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I heard we have, uh, we have a voicemail. We do. Friend of the show, Mason Andriata, called. Yeah, you've heard his voice on here before. Yeah, he joined us for uh, this, this Star Wars prequels episode, which is uh, one of our most listened to episodes. Yeah, yeah. And he was on, a, uh, on an off-topic debrief when you were in Vegas. That's true. He was our first uh, two-time guest. Oh, yeah. So uh, let's give it a listen. Hi, John. Hi, Ben. This is Mason calling. Uh, former guest of the show, I guess friend of the show. Um, I just wanted to call and talk about WandaVision for a second because um, I think it's amazing. I love what they're doing. I think it's a really great subversion of superhero content. I hate the word content, but here I am using the word content. Anyway, um, I think it's uh, really a, a unique uh, take on these characters i love the sitcom format but i think you guys may have it mixed up and think that it's only eight episodes when actually it's nine episodes not to be an asshole and correct anybody um i did leave a previous voicemail and i fucked up and i didn't want to seem like an asshole so i recorded another one um but um yeah uh there are nine episodes and i'm really looking forward to these last two um and as somebody who's been on the show, it's an, uh, it was an honor to be on the show. Hope to be on again when maybe a topic that uh, presents its way uh, lends itself to me. Yeah, keep you know, correcting maybe, us. Whatever. See if that happens. I don't give a shit. I just love listening to you guys. You guys are the best. Uh, John is a very dear friend of mine, and Ben has become a friend of mine through the show. But yeah, WandaVision rocks. And I will say this. I think it's really awesome that the MCU doesn't just directly adapt things from Marvel. It takes ideas from all kinds of Marvel stories and makes it their own, you know? And I think the fact that obviously there will be comic fans such as myself, and I'm not one of these people who has a problem with this, but like there are comic fans who will take issue with not directly adapting comic book stories, but I think it's, it's okay to not do that. Because I don't want to know exactly what's going on. You know, I don't need a direct adaptation of Tom King's vision or House of M. I just want to see good superhero storytelling on the screen. So, anyway, keep up the good work. I love you guys. You guys are the best. You're my favorite podcast. Um, yeah. Rock on. Peace and love. Yeah, thank you, Mason. That was awesome. Yeah. I appreciate all the kind words you have. Yeah, I'm extremely flattered. We appreciate you uh, constantly being a part of the show, whether you're on it or leaving reviews or leaving messages. Yeah, and uh, yeah, go ahead. Be an asshole. We've been like literally begging people to, to tell us we're wrong for over 60 episodes now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so be that guy. Be the asshole. Fucking call us out if we're wrong. Yeah, please do. Yeah, I, I discovered that earlier this week that I was, uh, that I was incorrect. It is indeed nine episodes, 
Which is cool, because, uh, you know, after episode seven dropped, you know, they'd have to wrap up an awful lot. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm very glad that there's two more episodes, because I don't know if I would be satisfied. It'd be like a Game of Thrones ending if they tried to cram, like, yeah, we're going to resolve all this in one more 22-minute episode. Yeah, it'd be a little rough. Either that or they would resolve nothing and be like, for the resolution, go watch Doctor Strange yeah. and the Multiverse of Madness. And I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> Which, I mean, even with two episodes left, there may and probably might be a uh, be some degree of that. Yeah, and some of that's fine. Like, they need to move it along in a satisfactory, you know, satisfactory enough amount of time. Yeah. Or amount of resolution. Like, it doesn't need to resolve everything. It either needs to resolve something or graduate to a next movie level conflict. One of the two. Yeah, yeah. And, as, uh, and as I'd long be happy as it, with either one. Yeah, as long as there's some sort of cutoff between the two stories. Yeah, absolutely. And by and large, I agree with him. Like, I, I think thus far it's been a slow burn, but it has been, it's been a fairly fun ride. And I think uh, I, I'm excited to see it end. And I, and I think it, it's cool that they're doing something kind of new and different. It, it feels different than regular or the standard MCU shit that we've been seeing for the last decade yeah yeah and agreed and, and i'm excited about that because i i think it's cool that they take that, that they can take some elements from the comic books and the deep lore without spoiling anything as to what happened in the last episode and uh and use that interestingly yeah and and i don't think either one of us are so well versed in the uh the comic book canon with these particular characters that we know whether or not they're like totally sticking to a comic book story but you know like, like like mason said like you don't need to and it's probably better if you don't yeah yeah you don't want the whole series to be blown because you searched a wikipedia article and found yeah. out about a comic series that was written in like 1985 and I, I mean there i think there are some little exceptions like like with something like Watchmen, or if they did like a direct adaptation of like The Dark Knight Returns, like I feel like like there is source material that is very strong and very, you know, that you have to stick to. But I would just rather they didn't adapt those. Yeah, like if you were going to do The Killing Joke, like that's a thing. If you're making a Killing Joke movie, you, you better stay pretty close to the source material. Yeah. You're directly paying homage to something. But if you... They've got enough history between all the characters that they can kind of pluck things from here and there and meld them into something new yeah. that doesn't betray the characters, but isn't exactly what you've gotten before. And that's good. And yeah. That's like, a like good if, thing to do. If we're going to get a new Silver Sur or a new uh, Fantastic Four movie with Silver Surfer and Galactus, it doesn't need to be a direct adaptation of their first appearance in Fantastic Four number whatever by Stanley and Jack Kirby. I'd say it almost shouldn't be. Yeah. Because the, me not. the mediums are different enough that it makes sense to adapt things. Yeah. You know, you don't it, what works on the comic page doesn't necessarily work on a in a movie format and what works in a movie format doesn't necessarily work in a long form TV series form. Truth. So, you know, you cater to what you got and uh, stay true to the characters. And by and large, I think Marvel's done a good job of that. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where they take it. Agreed. Well, uh, thanks again, Mason. And um, if any of you want to be like Mason, a, uh, a, a true blue geek Splornaut, then you can uh, hit us up anytime at uh, you can drop us a line at 
email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias at Facebook, Geeksploration the Podcast page, Instagram, Geeksploration Podcast, or Twitter at Geeksplore Pod. Or you can get yourself on this gosh damn show and uh, call us at 916 Orc Turd. That is O R C T U R D, like the turd of an orc. And uh, we would love to play your comments, criticisms, praises. All of them in one voicemail. Eh? Ah. Yeah, just go ahead and do it. <laughs> yeah, call us out on our bullshit. There's plenty of it. And if you, and if you don't, we're going to get big heads and start thinking that we're right all the time. Yeah, because so far, apparently, other than this this yeah, one division snafu, it, man. Yeah, we we've been correct about every <laughs> single thing you are telling us, listeners. Uh, and if you enjoyed today's episode, uh, go give us a review. Uh, let everybody know what you think about us, uh, good or bad, as long as it's five stars. Yeah. <laughs> um, at either Apple Podcasts or uh, Podchaser, or I mean, there's probably other places. I don't know what they are. Nope. But uh, you can you can spread the word high and low. Spray paint it on your grandmother's car. And uh, she drives places. People see it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take what you got. Uh, our theme song, as always, is uh, Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Until next time, see you later. Bye. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky, from video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more. Since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoon nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.